everybody. Gobble, gobble, and a very happy uh, post-Black Friday to all of you. Uh, welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we're playing a different Wii U game. Every week, we select it at random. We put it in the Wii U game machine. We take out the Wii U game pad and perhaps a Wii remote. We play said video games using motions and or reflexes, and then we talk about those games. Okay. Pretty crazy, right? We record the conversations that we have, uh, too. That's an important thing. Okay. And then we put it out into the world. I'm intrigued by this premise. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It, it might be something that I'm interested in being a part of. Yeah, you should be a part of it. You should be. You know, it's amazing we haven't explained what podcasting is to our audience so far. Like, amazing. Sure. Amazing we haven't gotten there. My name is Steve Guntling. Hello. I'm Woody Siskowski. E ESPN branded Woody Siskowski. ESPN branded. <laughs> ESPN stands for uh, Extra Super uh, Podcasting Nerd. There well, you go. Yeah, I there mean, it is. Yeah, that's pretty that's, good. That's not bad. I mean, that bad. is kind of accurate to, I mean, to myself, but also to the level of ESPN branding that's in this game. Yeah. They, they essentially just paid for the letters. They really <laughs> did. They really did. This was, it, was, it was like a Sesame Street sponsorship. Like, these are brought to you by the letters ESPNN. Yeah. It's yeah. like, for all we know, it might not even be the sports network. It might just be some... Like they literally just like we're like no these these letters stand for a different thing yeah this this ESPN <laughs> is part of ISIS yeah. uh, so we got to be careful with that one because there is no actual ESPN branding here no no there's, not really no no there's no Stuart Scott <laughs> there's no uh, what uh, Jim Rome. Those are the two ESPN I, guys. I mean, that's I know. pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. That's far more than I would have done. Yeah. Are they? I don't even. I think Stuart Scott died. And I think Jim Rome is disgraced. Oh, okay. But so there we go. No, two for two. I'm doing <laughs> well, great. Okay. I'm killing it. Uh, but either way, I have sports references in in my back pocket that I can break out every that's once. That's good. In that's a while. where you want to keep them. Um, yes. I got a question for you, Steve. I've got an answer. Probably wonderful. Do you think that you have spent more time? playing sports video games for this podcast, not not including racing games, yeah. than the entirety of time you have spent playing sports video games by choice. Yes, and yes. Through the rest Easily. of your gaming history. Easily, yeah. I, okay. I, had a, I had a little phase where I played some hockey games, you know, back in high school, uh, and a little bit of NBA 2K back when it first came mm -hmm. out on the Dreamcast. That's kind of about the extent of my casual sports gaming. Because if we, we think we've played each episode of these sports games... You know, through N64 and Wii U, we played for at least an hour. Yeah. We probably played, like, what, 30, 40 hours of sports games? Yeah, you know? something like, like that. We played so many, especially in the N64 days when they were just, like, you know, a dime a dozen on that. Yeah, li they were literally, literally a dime literally. a dozen. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, take a scoop like like you do with the, the co-op. Yeah, yeah, you go to, go to the bulk game <laughs> section in the back of your uh, the GameStop and you just... Open your bag. You write the bin number for how many Kobe Bryant courtsides you got. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And some of the really nice like co-ops, you'll have like a bin of like Keith Courage or something. But, uh, you <laughs> sure. Know, but most of the time, it's just sports games. Um, also, just a little technical note. Thank you, everybody, for bearing with us last week. We had uh, a couple of weird technical issues. So some of you might have gotten your Twilight Princesses downloaded a couple of times. My apologies you on might have. that cycled through a KOTOR and yeah. had a weird sense of deja vu for the NES. And, and thought, it's, it's so weird. It's all kind of upload stuff. Like, it's not in the edit for the most we part. Didn't, like, we didn't purposely try to troll you and just start our conversation over 15 no, minutes in no, KOTOR. I, that is on brand, but yeah, no, that, that's a lot of it's kind of a lot of problems with the upload, but we're working on it, and thank you for bearing with us through that. Also, thank you for bearing with us uh, as we pushed this game. Uh, we played Rayman instead when people were dying to hear <laughs> yeah. us play ESPN 
in sports. We're so disappointed. We had to play a very good game. I, I had a faulty disc. I had to get a replacement. But yeah, instead we played the second best game on the Wii U, according to both of yeah. us. So you know, a poor us, I guess. I, I I'm thankful. Well that your disc that was scratched was ESPN Sports Connection and yeah. not Devil's Third. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Yeah, that's a good thing to be thankful for. We're recording this on Thanksgiving Day, but you all have heard it already. You all are nursing your Black Friday wounds at this point. So mm. uh, happy Thanksgiving. We are grateful to all of you. Thanks for listening. You know what I'm kind of grateful for, actually? What's that? Um, I really like playing these kind of games for the podcast, like sort of regardless of their quality. Ever since They're I think digestible, the, the yeah. first one we played, which was like the summer winter Olympics. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like there's a lot of fun memories of those games because you it, they're divided up so nicely into the different events. You, yeah, even when the there's always such a gamut of quality um, between the events sure. and so you sometimes you play just a real pile of dog poo and then you play one and you're like yeah that was kind of fun yeah, that <laughs> one was all right this one is baffling i do not understand <laughs> the mechanics of this at all or even sure. what they were shooting for but, but uh, this one's okay baseball pretty fun you know yeah, yeah there were yeah. there were some some lights yeah whether yeah. some friday some thursday night lights i guess some thursday night lights absolutely my favorite uh my favorite show um, all right, so let, let's talk about this game. It is called ESPN Sports Connection. It was released November 18th, 2012, making it one of the thousand launch games on the <laughs> Wii U. This was developed by Ubisoft Barcelona, published by Ubisoft, and shockingly, this is a Wii U exclusive. Not, every, a, not a lot of those. Every student progresses naturally. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. That's the one. Uh, every good boy deserves soup. Okay. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so Ubisoft Barcelona was founded in 98 and based pretty obviously in Spain. That'd be weird if it wasn't. Uh, the subsidiary <laughs> was focused... was a tax shelter. Yeah. <laughs> it was based in, uh, in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> and they just called it Barcelona so they wouldn't be legally responsible. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we meant Barcelona, Delaware. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. sorry. that We get that confused all the time. Uh, so this uh, subsidiary focused mostly on casual games for the early part of their run. They developed fitness games like Your Shape, which we will be playing at some point. We have to play show. a game called Your Shape and a Zumba game. We're gonna play a Zumba game. Okay, see, I don't have a problem with a Zumba game. I just have a problem with a game called Your Shape. Yeah, because I don't there's know. Is no, it... there's no situation in polite context, even with someone you were very close and intimate with. Yeah, where you want to bring up someone their shape. You're like, hey, yeah. That sounds like a polite Girl. way of like <laughs> criticizing someone's body. Hello, hello, wife. We've been married for a while now. It's time to have a conversation about your shape. <laughs> and it's like, uh, no, let's, yeah, we're yeah, not going to have that conversation. Let's not. Let's not be a yeah. piece of and, shit. And, and about so, thanks, thanks, game for like bringing this to the forefront. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess that's something to look forward to. That's something we, to look we will learn to. about our shapes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, aside from the Your Shape and other casual games like this one, they are also a support crew for AAA franchises like uh, Rainbow Six, things like that. Okay. But not not a whole lot going on. Tom I want Clancy's to talk... Your Shape. Yeah, Tom Clancy's Your Shape. <laughs> he used voice controls and stealth. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about ESPN, just because I was mostly curious. You know, ESPN is a it's a you know it's a it's a, it's a, an establishment. You know, it's yep. a fact of life at this point. I don't need to tell people what ESPN is. It was that what that show was about, right? The facts of life, where the, like Chris the, Berman would come in and give you the rundown. Of the, there's the, another guy. Yeah, there we go. There the we go. fastest six minutes in puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I was mostly just a little curious about the founding and about like how this kind of changed the way that we consume sports. Okay, you know, so uh, ESPN, which actually it stands for Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. So okay, there we go. Uh, it was founded in 1979 by a father and son team named William and Scott Rasmussen out of Bristol, Connecticut. 
Uh, their very first broadcast was the first episode of Sports Center, which is still their best known show. Nice. Um, ESPN, they struggled in the early going since most major sports organizations refused to let their games be aired on cable, uh, which is still seen as too expensive and impractical for most American homes. But the Fledging Channel caught its first break when they won the rights to broadcast the NCAA Division I basketball tournament in 1980. And thanks to some canny marketing, they were able to parlay, parlay that into a yearly event we now know as March Madness. Okay. So they're the creators of March Madness. That's oh, one thing that's that they did cool. that uh, uh, changed sports. Um, the following year, they became the first network to air the NFL Draft, which again has become now a, a anticipated televised uh, event every year. People just start... They just get so desperate for NFL content eventually. Like, yeah, I'll watch owners like select players to yes, play. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thrilling. Also, oh, what if exciting. you had a a basketball HP Lovecraft mashup called Into the Mouth of March Madness? Like, I, do you think there's something there? I think I think you should develop that. I think <laughs> okay. we need to work up a pitch in the mouth of March Madness, starring Sam, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Jonathan Majors and Sam Neill, and they, uh, uh, I don't know, like throw basketballs at the old lady with the axe. I don't okay. know. Why not? It's it's kind of like hoop dreams, but beyond uh, beyond in the closet of the basketball court, there's like unknowable horrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so really, kind of the biggest difference when ESPN came on the scene is just that like before ESPN, you didn't get to watch every game. You know, there mm. were some games that aired in your region, right. but like if you were living in San Francisco, you don't get to watch like a White Sox game unless they come to town, you know, like, and not every game gets televised at all. You know, sometimes there are daytime games that just don't air. Uh, and so now like that's kind of changed the landscape of that. And you can watch any sport at any time on one of the 12 ESPN channels right. and like, you know, have a good idea. You know, you can, you can become a fan of a team like on the other side of the country of yours, you know, and just not really think about it or, or in a different part of the world, you know, which is pretty cool. You know, it is cool. And I mean, sports on TV, I think have, have really not, I mean, they've, you know, been a fixture of our society for a long, long time, but I think it's more, even more growing now because sports are kind of the last bastion of, something that's on live TV that people want to watch oh, for yeah. so many shows. They're just like, yeah, I just, this is going to show up on streaming in a week or like, I just don't care to actually subscribe to television, but here, like you need to watch it. You, like, you need to watch live. it live. That's often the only way to get it. Unless you, you know, want to get a bunch of viruses on your computer, which sure. is the approach I usually take. Why not? I like, I like my, uh, my football streamed with a horrible like uh, chat bar on the side where everyone just exactly. drops in a bunch of slurs and talks about crypto. And, and you don't like, like your computer, so yeah, that works exactly. out well. You know, it's like yeah, you get you get the best, best of both, both worlds world. there. Uh, so the channel has kind of made an impact on the gaming world too. So the brand launched in 1994 with two games. There's a Genesis racer called ESPN Speed World, and the very confusingly titled ESPN NBA Hangtime '95 for Sega CD, which has nothing to do with NBA Hangtime, which came out the same year. That is very That's very, very confusing. confusing. Uh, why would they do that? Uh, in 1995, they released ESPN Extreme Games, which is one of the first titles to tie in with the newly coined X Games, another ESPN innovation. Uh, but weirdly, the greatest hits disc for that PS1 game dropped ESPN from the title and changed it to One Extreme because then the sequel was called Two Extreme, and then they went back and like renamed it. And then there's that like, weird South Korean movie about the woman who eats fetuses, right? Sure. And that's Three Extremes. That's Three Extreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't watch that one. Don't okay. get that confused. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this would be about skateboarding. What is this dumplings thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, so in the early 2000s, 2K made a major push to dethrone EA's supremacy on the sports game market, and they used a partnership with ESPN to help push that concept forward. So over the course of a few years in the early 2000s, we got a hockey game, we got a golf game, a few college hoops games, all with the ESPN branding. Uh, it was also briefly attached to the hit NFL 2K series, resulting in what you've called the best sports game of all time yeah. a few times, uh, ESPN NFL 2K5. Certainly the one, based on the conversation that we had, that I brought up earlier, of like how much time have you spent playing sports games for this podcast right. versus by choice. I think all the time I've spent playing sports games on this podcast is maybe like a tenth of the amount of time I've spent playing just that game. Yeah, and so. that's not even inclu- including all your time spent with hang time, yeah. you know, or an NBA right. jam. So, like, yeah, you've, you've, you've put in a lot more time in the sports but, fields than I have. Well, I mean, I do think that that game, aside from being, like, an excellent football game, was a really impressive use of the ESPN license. Like, yeah. it's one thing to just have... Um, you know, to just drop it in as some kind of name recognition. But what you actually want from it is like the idea of presentation. Yeah. And sort of like seeing a video game that feels like you're watching and playing a TV broadcast. So it's like yeah. that game has, you know, a halftime show with Chris Berman and has sideline reporting with Susie Colber. These are the only people I know because I've played that game sure, so much. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it does give it an air of presentation, which is sorely lacking from the game we played today. Yeah, a little it's, bit, a little bit. And a, that was a lot bit. <laughs> that was actually the last ESPN game, okay. uh, ESPN two, NFL 2K5, because after that, uh, EA got the license to the NFL exclusively and it kind of killed all the rest of the competition mm-hmm. and so there have not really been any other espn games since that except for this one uh all right so let's dig into this so this is uh kind of a mini game collection in the vein of we sports as you might have guessed from all of the very subtle clues that they give you i mean that is that is very much why because there are many questions um about this game the biggest one is why does this exist sure and but luckily i have an answer to that question. there's a very clear answer to that yeah because, Wii sports yeah it's Wii sports was of the Wii... best-selling game of all time at and the time. ubisoft probably realized boy there's no Wii sports for wii u yeah um, and there would be eventually but uh this one beat nintendo to the punch on that one yeah so they're just like maybe people would won't know that the wii u is compatible with wii games and so they'll buy yeah. this because this game is basically Wii Sports that does everything a little worse. And I mean, the thing you really can't underestimate about the appeal of Wii Sports is that it was free. It came with your system. You had it already. You didn't need to worry about it. So, like, I don't know that I would, if given the option to, like, buy Wii Sports, I don't know that I would do it. That is an interesting question of, like, for this sort of massive uh, spread of Wii Sports, how many copies would it have actually sold if it was not a pack-in. Right, yeah, that's how, that's what I wonder, because, I mean, I, w- I guess you can look at Wii Sports Resort and some of the sequels to see how they did. I know the Wii, uh, the Wii U version uh, really kind of bombed. So. Yeah, I feel like Wii Sports probably would have done very well if it was a $20 game. I think it still would have sold a ton of copies. Sure. Um, but I can't imagine Putting it would have, like... Carnival Veins vein. Yeah, you know? I don't know if it would have done great if it had been a full-priced game. And so, no. like, certainly Nintendo made the right choice by giving that a packet yeah (laughs) whereas this is a much tougher sell it's a tougher sell it's a tougher sell but this game has six different games within each one has two different modes uh to give i guess a little bit of variety and you have up to four uh, up to four players plus the uh game pad so five players total for many of the games oh really uh yeah for like the football and uh, a few others like Play five players on the football? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I don't yeah. even know. I don't even understand how that would have worked. Yeah, and soccer and things like that. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that soccer I sense, get. I don't. Yeah. Football. 
Um, so yeah, as we typically do when we uh, cover games like this, we're just going to break it down uh, game by game. We're just going to kind of go down the line here. One, one thing I will say really quick for how often seemingly the recurring theme coming up of me complaining about how long games to get started take to get started yeah this game really bucked the trend oh man you, just bam efficient in. yeah it just, it's literally like you get to the title screen you press a and they're like all right create an avatar and you i don't know you get like five predetermined body types which are kind of non-copy do you think nintendo has a copyright on the me design they like very must, specifically because these are not me's they're also not xbox avatars <laughs> Like, but they're kind of splitting the difference. Yeah. So they're just like these skinny, weird monstrosities with very sleepy eyes. Every one of them has heavily lidded eyes. Like they're clearly already bored with this game. Yeah. Are the Xbox Avatar still a thing? Has this? No, but they were when this came out. Okay. Like, this, this is all, it's weird how the many like phases and fads of like kind of vaguely humanoid shapes yeah. was like such a thing for a while with those me's and those xbox avatars and well, now yeah. you just look at them and you're like don't like this yeah this I, and weird I mean, you know that was just kind of a side effect of like you know xbox was trying to eat the nintendo's right. lunch with the uh connect you know and just like okay well we need our own version of the me's as well so We'll just make them a little thicker, I guess. They have limbs now. I like, like, I like thick me's. Yeah, just like a little thick me. Yeah. Hey, me, let's talk about your shape. <laughs> it's thick. Yeah, That's exactly. your shape. Uh, all right, so let's start with our first game that we played, and that was Tennis. Now, Tennis was invented in 19... 19- no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I already did that one, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Tennis, pretty uh, reasonable place to start for any kind of compilation yep. game like this. You know, Tennis, I think, was the... The superstar of Wii Sports, at least as far as I was concerned. That's the, the best, most intuitive game on yep. that disc. Uh, and it's one, I've said before, that translates extremely well to video games. You know, the very first video game was tennis. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so this one offers two modes. One of them is just like a standard like exhibition, like one-on-one uh, tennis game. And the other is well, a cannonball mode. Right. But before we get into the cannonball mode, let's just talk about the basic tennis mechanics yes. here. Kind of the thing with all of these games, like I said, it's most of them are just kind of mechanically knockoffs of Wii Sports, sure. but they all try to integrate the gamepad in. Like, if you play a one-player mode, you're going to be starting with your gamepad, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. all you can play these all with the gamepad, and if you play two-player, then the other player will use a Wiimote. Um, though I am also a little confused. We should have messed with this a little bit, but, mm. like, if you play uh, football one-player, do you have to switch between the two different control types? Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. We'll get to it when we talk about football, but football has some things. I think you probably would just stick with the But game you can't pad. throw on the game using the gamepad. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh, that's weird. We'll anyway, mess with that. We jumped the gun. Yeah. Um so like the very basic mechanics here are if you're using the Wii mote, it's mm-hmm. very intuitive. The ball come you have no control over your character. The ball no. comes next to you and you either, you know, swing forehand or backhand, depending on what side it is. And depending on the speed and direction, like the ball will sort of go out one way, but it's hard to strategize too well being as the other person also has no control of their character. That's so you can't the thing. like fake them out. They'll just run towards the ball. And I didn't feel like I had any control over what type of swing I was doing. You said there's a forehand and backhand, but I didn't know how to distinguish between the two while I was playing. It seems I swung and they would swing, you know, like 
Mm. I didn't know. Is there a button combination or something? No, that makes you no, it is. Yeah. It's, 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 it well, I mean, it. forehand and backhand specifically refers to like what side of the body you're swinging on. Well, yeah, it's no, probably no, something course, you just do was, naturally. I, it, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't doing. Were it you for just me. swinging like just kind of for those at home not watching us, um, yeah. <laughs> which is everyone? Yeah. Um, were you just kind of leisurely swinging on the same side? No, no, of I was how switching back and forth, okay. and it was because uh, I, I was trying to mix it up and see, or like if I could do an overhead smash or something. Like it wasn't really letting me do anything. Uh, Oh, all right. So very, very basic kind and of mechanics the here. gamepad gives you a little more precision control because it's based on the touchpad. Yeah. This is always the trade-off that we've encountered. A lot of games have sort of taken the motion control from the Wii and been like, okay, instead of, you know, moving your arm, you just swipe in a direction. Or you draw something, yeah, yeah. And the trade-off is it's a lot more precise, actually, to use the touchpad. Like, when you play tennis here, you can really kind of dictate the kind of shot you want by like you you lob it a little more by drawing up or mm. you can do a lower shot by drawing down but it's a lot less fun yes <laughs> like yeah. it's just not satisfying the way actually swinging the Wiimote is no it's true you just feel you kind of feel like zoned out you just put your head up with your tongue out and just sort of draw blindly yeah yeah you know and it, it, it worked you know fine it, it's it's a simple back and forth like you you won't get drawn into this tennis mode like you do with Wii Sports it just doesn't have that same feel right uh the cannonball mode is kind of weird because super weird super weird so you're one player controls the gamepad once again and the other player is just playing tennis and like swatting balls back uh but the person driving the cannon has to aim between rings so basically you're just lobbing your ball through the rings like i wasn't clear what benefit you got from hitting all the rings i guess you, you just get a, get a point every time you shoot through a ring you get a point but what it that doesn't is, seem to mess with you. It seems like we're just playing two different games. Yeah, that's basically that's what's so weird about yeah. it because the person in the ball machine is, you know, shooting the balls for the person with the tennis racket to return, mm -hmm. but they just get points based on um, shooting through the rings, and the person returning the balls gets points for returning them and having them land in a highlighted area. Yeah. And there's no connection between either of these things. It's not no. like by me returning the balls, it deprives you of points or it affects your gameplay at all. And it's just, it is just very very odd because they described it in an adversarial mode. Adversarial, but it's like yeah. if neither of us have any effect on what the other person can do, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like it's this game has a lot of like we've talked about little brother modes in the past, where you're like you just give the controller to somebody to make them feel like they're having an impact on the game, even when they're not. Uh, this game has a lot of modes like that. somehow with this particular. Uh, you know, tennis ball mode, though. It's like both of the sides are a little brother mode. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, they really both are. Sense. Like, nobody really feels like they're having uh, a lot of fun the playing full the experience. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that is tennis. Let's move on to our next little game here, which is called Golf. What the golf? What the golf? Um, what the golf? Okay, that's in my head now. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we are uh, golf. Uh, once again, two different modes. We have the exhibition mode, which is just kind of like taking turns, uh, swatting balls. So the mechanics work okay here. Like I, I liked, I liked holding. You know, it's always fun to hold the Wii mode like mm -hmm. a golf club and do your little swing. You press and hold the B button while you're winding up, and then you just smack it. Um, and it, that part of it works okay. It's not. There's a lot of information on the screen, but it doesn't clearly dictate like the right way to do the shot that will sort of get you where you want to go. Like it doesn't yeah. show you clearly where your ball will land depending on the amount of power that you do. That and is something worth noting too. Lots of load times in this game. Oh yeah. And the load times are being used to 
give you like give you instructions on how to play the game but they go by really fast and they're in very small type. So yeah. you have to hope for it to like cycle through a few times if you want to get all the mechanics. And they're not hard, but they're just like it's giving you a lot of text that's a lot. Yeah, it's not it's small. not explained very well. Once you get through the load time, you have to only the person playing with the gamepad can like select characters and yeah. stuff. And then you have to pick um, your character and the other person's characters, which are all just like variations on different colors. It's and, five body types per gender and different color suits. And it takes it. about three, five seconds to actually load these very terrible-looking avatars. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, I don't know, game, just default me to some colors. Don't don't waste my time, like, yeah. having to load and then pick them every time I want to play a new game. And then it makes you calibrate the Wiimote every time, which was not working for us initially, and finally we realized, oh, you don't need, you can't have the uh, nunchuck plugged in. Yeah, but which er they don't mention. No, they just say every time it tries to calibrate, they're just like, calibration failed, do you want to try again? But they don't tell you, they don't just say, hey, unplug the nunchuck. And then we played it even after the calibration failed and it worked fine. Yeah. Like, there, was no, there were no problems with that. And also, I, I feel like the uh, object of calibration is that you don't have to do it every time. You just, I get if you want to do it once, but like, it's all, I don't understand the idea of calibrating the Wiimote because yeah. like, there's tons of games for the Wii that work great and never require any kind of calibration. Zero, yeah, so I yeah just, absolutely. I'm a little confused by that. Yeah, but. Metroid Prime 3, not too long ago. Yeah. We replayed that. It works great. Um, yeah, so, the, all right, so the main golf mode, not that exciting, basically functional. The weird second mode here is called Caddy Mode, and this was the one that we were most baffled by. Yes. Because essentially the player with the gamepad is doing nothing, right? You're Correct. doing nothing. Correct. Doing, you yes. have no control over the events of anything that is happening. Yeah, I guess that's true. The, this mode at all, like, you basically can't swing your golf club with the gamepad. No. So if you're playing one player here, you must have to just use a Wiimote. Yeah, yeah, you must have to. Uh, it's it's super weird. So, like, the caddy, the person with the uh, gamepad... So I guess they felt like, we need a way to put the gamepad into golf, and this is what right. they came up with. Uh, so, you know, like a caddy in real life, you you offer suggestions on they're, how they're, to They're hit a the magical ball. black man played by Will Smith. Yes, they come <laughs> out of uh, the fog, and they solve your problems, and then disappear yeah. in the sunset. I haven't seen that movie. I assume that's what I, happens. I also assume that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you pop in, you, I guess it wants you to give advice to the person swinging, but not in any kind of tangible in-game way. You get to scan over the, uh, the, the par, you know, and kind of the look course, over the I course. believe they're called. Yeah, excuse me. You get to look over the eagle. <laughs> yes, and you get to eagle over the home run. Yeah. And then, uh, uh And then you it. unleash a real can of corn. That's it. That's the one. It's a hat trick. It's a real clinic every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... So once you've gotten enough triple doubles, yes. basically the gamepad allows you to get like an advanced map function where you can scour scour the course a little better. But you have to actually tell the person you're playing with information that they probably already know yeah. because the game defaults. You're like, oh, you should use a three wood because that will give you the most you know, the hardest hit. And, and that's like, the information you have on your screen already. Yeah, like, exactly. it's telling you that. It's and it not defaults like, to that club anyway. There's not even a thing where, like, oh, we get to select the club for you. No, not really. We get to look at the different, like, options that each club provides <laughs> and then tell you the thing that uh, you could, again, already read on your yeah. screen. You can, like, set a pin, like, for where they should roughly try and hit it, but that's also, like, the hole, like... Yeah, we know it, that. We know roughly it, where and it's again, supposed to it go. It defaults your character to be facing the hole, facing yeah. the right direction. So it's like, I don't care what the person 
what the gamepad says to me because like no. I'm just not going to mess with this and I'll try to hit it straight. And this isn't a complicated golf simulator. There's no. no, you don't have to worry about wind shear or like the specific. I mean, you can adjust where you hit it on the ball, but it doesn't super matter. You know, it's just about like gauging the right power for your swing. You know, so there's not really a whole lot for the caddy to do. Like we kept looking at it, it's just like, all right. Is this really it? You can zoom in on it, I guess. Yeah, you, you literally have it. no control over the golfing itself. Yeah. And occasionally, the golfing gets really messy. Like there's a sta- once you sort of start putting, it's very unclear how how hard you want to putt, and like the camera keeps veering in and out, and makes it look like your ball's right by the hole. Yeah. It's just all very ugly, and this one I think is almost the most indefensible. Of like, why would you ever? want to play this as a golf game yeah that we shouldn't be having modes where we have to make our own fun you know like it it, you should be telling us how to have fun with this but also like there are would at this point there would have been so many golf games because there was like six tiger woods games for the wii yeah and i'm sure and they're all better much better much more fully featured than this and they were probably 50 cents at this time oh yeah yeah yeah, very very easily and even because we we sports had golf, right? Yeah, it did. and even that was much more responsive and satisfying. Yeah, and that was like that's generally considered one of the worst games on that yeah. Wii Sports compilation. That and boxing, you know, people's mileage vary on boxing. I never liked it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, golf very weird. Well, let's move on to the one I think we both agreed on uh, as being the best of the 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 crop here, and that's baseball. Uh, baseball. Hard to get baseball wrong in a video yep. game. Baseball. And, uh, if any game could do it, this game would, but they got it right. Baseball may have, uh, excuse the pun, the best batting average of any sport in I like sport that. sport gaming history because baseball games, even for like way, like the best, <laughs> hey, for all you Fairchild Channel F collectors out there. All, to, both of you. Yeah. Uh, baseball is the best game on the Fairchild Channel F. Because you get to use that weird plunger to like curve your pitch oh, as okay. you throw, which is pretty fun. Yeah, and like baseball games for NES are like a delight. Like it's they are. very hard to go back and play like double dribble or something. But like um, baseball stars, baseball simulator one thousand, even RBI, RBI baseball, yeah. those are all very fun still. And like all the N sixty four Ken Griffey yeah. ones, the like Super those Nintendo won, Ken Griffey ones, those, those won are me great. over. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I came in as a, a staunch non baseball video game. Player, They've kind of worked in all generations. They kind of have. Um, yeah, yeah. Even like uh, I did, got a free download of the most recent MLB the the show, show yeah. and it's great. I enjoy it. So it it, it it is satisfying to see it here, and it works really well because they really cleverly use the gamepad and the Wiimote to give you very different experiences. Yeah, and to be clear, uh, this this game does not feel in any way like a real baseball game, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of why I like it. It's a wacky baseball game, uh, which is what you want to do. And essentially, the way they do it for like the sort of more complicated sports, at least baseball and football, is they cut out all of the sort of fiddly mechanics, and they just break it down to like you go one play at a time yeah like you're only pitching you're only hitting and then every between every like new batter up and something all you get is this sort of faceless plate that says espn sports connection like flies up to the screen batman logo style sure comes back and another person's hitting but so if you are batting if you're on offense um you simply hold the wiimote like a baseball bat and you swing yeah this is relatively simple i mean it's a i guess it's about as simple as it gets you can't even bunt but it feels like it works pretty well like it kind of responds to the height that you hit at and the ball so feels like it goes in the direction that you hit it yeah Um, swinging feels pretty good feels pretty normal uh and the the gamepad mechanics are where it gets kind of weird and fun because 
uh, you're pitching by like drawing a line from the ball to the uh, the hitbox, mm-hmm. you know, and you get that same behind the back shoulder camera you always see when you play as a pitcher in these games. Yeah, and the fun thing is that you can draw any kind of line you want. If you want to make a big weird circle, if you want to make, make like corkscrews, make corkscrews, you can go way fucking afield. As long as your like little line segment ends in that hitbox, the ball will go there. And you get a strike, and you can even do like I managed to beanball you by hitting you on the back of the ankle. Yes, but it came it curved around the front. Front of you, it went behind and then hit you in the back of the ankle. Yes. Which was pretty awesome. I mean, that part was like getting really wacky and fun. And then if you manage to get a hit, then it switches into a fielding mode where basically you use the uh, uh, motion control in the game. You hold it up in front of you. Yeah, like the gyroscope, and you want to try and aim it at the ball and catch it when it comes to you. It goes to like a first person mode of the fielder. And you noted, and you mentioned that like the, the AI fielding in this is terrible, like because. Like I caught a ground ball that right went by right first to, like base. a line drive to first base, and you still got on base. You like within your character proceeded to throw it to second. Yeah, yeah, because like, you have absolutely no control of the fielding itself. Like no. once the character, you either succeed in catching the ball with the gyroscope or fail, and then the character gets a better hit. Yeah, and um, then, so that's it. It's just hitting, throwing, and swinging or mm-hmm. uh, and catching. That's it. And it, boiling it down to the basics like that makes it pretty fun, yeah. you know, like in just a, a weird, goofy way. And like seeing the different weird shapes you can make with your pitches is just always amusing and seeing if it actually gets to the end zone. Yeah, yeah the like, end zone but, in baseball, you know that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's where they uh, that's where they score three-pointers. I would love to say zone. this is like a bit that I'm doing. <laughs> I would love to say that I'm just like not getting the things wrong, but uh, uh, I can't okay. do it. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, baseball games can always be fun in two-player because there is that basic interplay of what pitch am I is the person going to throw sure. and how am I going to respond to it. And I've always ha- been charmed by the NES games that let you control your pitches in midair. Yeah. And it's nice to see that in a more modern game in a very goofy setting. I, I get, Like, I think we both had a lot of fun playing this mode, but just to be clear, like, it's not great by no, any means. No. There's about it is, uh, the ha- so far the best baseball game on the Wii U. <laughs> sure. Shockingly, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's maybe about 20 minutes here of like fun gameplay. Like we played three innings, and it felt like yeah, that's plenty of this. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. But I would say if you wanted some weird thing to spring on your friends, and you saw this game for a dollar, yeah, like that would be kind of a fun poll. I might drop this in the next video game tournament. I sure. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just just to see what kind of weird shapes people <laughs> yeah, come up with. Exactly. All right, the next one is soccer, which uh, the low light for me, I think. Agreed. Soccer sucked. Um, it's because there's nothing really novel or interesting about this mode. It is just a soccer game. It's like FIFA, but terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of all it is. Like, if you're on the gamepad, you are you get to just look at your character on the gamepad. If you're on the Wiimote, you don't. Like, uh, And you both have the same basic and controls. And you're controlling with all the other games have had movement or touchscreen or drawing or something like that. Here, you're just using control like controls and buttons, which makes it feel very, like, like it doesn't belong yeah. with the rest here. Yeah. I mean, there honestly not a whole lot to say about it, except just the, like, it's very, very sluggish. Like, I've never seen a soccer game play this slowly. I think the gimmick, yeah, you never feel like you have very good control over your characters. Yeah. The gimmick is that when a character actually runs and kicks the ball in front of them and tries to chase it, you don't have any control of your character at that time. Like, they'll just sort of, you have no they just will run forward and then you'll be like, oh, I hope they get to the ball in time. And yeah. there were many times where you would throw a ball, pass a ball to someone not 
well, you would throw in, just to be clear. I know yeah. you can't use your hands in soccer. Yeah. Um, and then the character would proceed to kick it out of bounds. And yeah. you're like, well, why, why did they do that? Why did that happen? Yeah. I don't think either of us managed to score a goal. There's like, there's a mechanic where like you need, you can charge up your shot to mm-hmm. like get a longer goal, but it charges up so quickly <laughs> that you'll just immediately kick it out of the field just by trying to like tap on the kick button. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, this one sucked. Didn't like it. Yeah, Didn't it's like it. it's tremendously hard to. Ra- I uh, there, oh, we forgot to play the penalty shootout mode. Maybe that oh, would have yeah. been more interesting. Because like, if they wanted to put soccer in here, and I get the idea, it's like you have a sports collection, you're going to put soccer in there. It's yeah. the world's favorite game. Like, figure out. I would much rather have this be like gimmicky and underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, but just like only one mode. Like you. Like, the way that baseball and football, like, break down the other modes to be like, okay, now you do, like, a passing mini game, and mm-hmm. then it's a shooting mini game, and you decide if you scored a point or not. Right. Because, like, to have buttons here, again, you could buy so many FIFA games, I'm sure, for the Wii that were, at this point, 50 cents, yeah. that I'm sure play much better than this. Yeah, yeah. So just no real good reason to play soccer here. Uh, the next one is uh, that most physical of sports, uh, kart racing. Yeah. Uh, so this one felt like they were just kind of giving up. They're like, all right, I can't think of another sport. Just, <laughs> exactly. You know what's good? Mario Kart. Let's you, do you'd that. You'd think they would have been la- lazier here and just like, ah, uh, mm. ping pong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's such a gimme. Yeah, this is a, you know, this this lets you waggle, you know, whatever. But no, they gave us kart racing. Um, yeah, or boxing. Again, if you're going to rip off Wii Sports, why not just go all the way? Bowling, you know, yep. bowling would make there a, lo- you go. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this one is just a basic kart racer. Just imagine Mario Kart, but without any of the whimsy. That's yeah, kind of what it is. definitely whimsy. This game as a whole, tremendously devoid of whimsy. It is, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Even, like like I said, all the characters look bored, you know, and they're all just like people wearing different colored clothing with no patterns, you Yeah, know? it looks like sort of the backyard football or backyard baseball games with, like, no personality or joy. No, no, that's kind of the whole deal. And I mean... You know, the, the car racing here, it works fine. It's very, very basic. You have a uh, accelerate, and you have a drift, uh, and the drift charges up your boost, and then you can press A to boost. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. playing on the gamepad, you have to use the gyroscopic controls, which sucks. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't like driving that way. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a good sense of speed yeah, here. Yeah, bear in mind that the last kart uh, racing game we played was Hello Kitty Racers, a which game with perhaps the, the worst sense of speed of any kart racer I've ever played. Yeah. And this game does feel pretty fast. Um, I did really like the mechanic of drifting to recharge your boost sure i think that is a thing that more games could use um i mean mario kart kind of has that like where you drift long enough you get a little speed boost, yeah and it's not i mean like charging up a yeah that's totally meter. a good yeah. fine mario kart thing that they've done well with but if some another game is trying to find a way to encourage drift without just aping mario kart yeah. i think that this is a good system for it and no yeah. one no one's going to come down the lawyers from espn sports connection aren't going to call them out no not so much and we were looking through to see how many different courses there were and we were like oh wow there's like 11 courses on here that's not bad and then we realized that like most of them are doubles like they're just i think they're just like mirror versions yeah. of the the track you played before. or they just ran out of like clip art to show you what the course was gonna look like yeah it turns out one of them is like a haunted carnival or something that, like <laughs> it didn't look like it just looked like a like a, a dirt yeah they street. didn't they didn't have the memory in the disc for that that's still yeah yeah so card racing uh not not terribly interesting yeah but it, i i but fine i guess it, it's such a weird thing to be like a second best i don't know yeah you know, it was kind of fun but like that's such a weird thing to be I, i'm just baffled by this game's existence in the sense of like 
I guess your market would be, oh, I'm getting six games in one, mm -hmm. so I'm getting a good value here. Sure. But, like, the level of complexity in a kart racing is literally about one one-hundredth of, you know, Mario Kart 8 yeah, for, yeah. For, for this. And oh, so 100%. it's, like, it's so hard to want to justify that. And you just kind of feel a little sad for the person who inevitably got this game from their mom who mm -hmm. was, you know, decided to get a game that had six games because it had better value yeah. and then was just kind of sad about all of them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, we have one last one here and one weirdly complicated one for this uh, for this disc, I think. Uh, this is football. Um, it's hard to do football in a way that is not weirdly complicated it is, because yeah. football itself is tremendously weirdly complicated. And like, I mean, like we sports stayed away from football, I think, for that exact reason. Yeah. Like, you know, there isn't a football mode in there because you need to call plays and you need to worry about defense and offense and things like that. So the way that they get around it here is that uh, the person on uh, defense, or no, it, it just it switches back and forth depending on who the you are. Person the person on the game pad. defense is always uses the game pad. The person on offense always uses That's the Wii mode. Okay, yeah. And so you uh, you select one of three different plays before each time, you know, and it's tech mobile style where like you if you select the same plays or the complementary plays, then one person will get an advantage. Yeah, the the, I, the idea. I think I think the way the, the mechanic works is you can you do left, right, or up. Yeah. Um, and if you select the opposite play of someone, like if you you're the defense, you select left, uh, like defend short, and the opponent selected like pass long. They you the offense will get an advantage mm -hmm. if you select the same play. The defense will get an advantage, and I don't really know how the up play works. It's weird because there's only three plays. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah. And then you get a real when you're in the offense, you get like a real close up view on uh, this little avatar's butt crack in front sure. of you. Yeah, really good, really detailed butts in this in this mode for some reason. It, like, it they is, really it went is all odd out. that they took the effort to like put the crack in there because they didn't put effort in any of these other character designs, but they really focused on that dumper. Like they were really they really wanted that to pop out. Uh, so there you Ooh, go. Don't use the term dumper and pop out in the same sentence. Um, so you point the Wiimote at uh, between the you know at the ball between this guy's legs. This is, I think, the only time in the game where you use the Wiimote pointing. Yeah, yeah, that's in true. All of the mini games. Very weird. Um, and then you pull the Wiimote back above your head, sort of twist your body as well as the Wiimote to aim. Yeah, there's a very weird little diagram of you in front of the TV. Twist and flick. Twist yeah. and flick. Yeah, like, but you're, you're you're moving your shoulders and then like flicking the Wiimote. It's at the not end of that. a bad like approximation of throwing a football and no. that kind of motion. Um, and it's really very forgiving. Like, even if you throw somewhat nearby their res your receiver, they will catch it. Yeah. Um, and then there's a weird... Your receiver will run, and you, you will always get tackled, mm -hmm. but then they give you a little section, much like the play selection, of which direction do you want to dodge. And yeah, you pick a direction. The defense picks a direction, and then it, you get the op, pick the opposite direction. You dodge. If you pick the same direction, you don't. And then, it, but the problem with this is, it only gives you like three bonus yards if you dodge successfully, and six if you dodge great, because you'll always get tackled by the free safety or whatever after. Right. But the thing that is really weird about this, you have to make the whole field in four downs. Right. There's no like. In football, you just get 10 yards to get a first down. Here, it's like, all right, you got four plays to get 100 yards. Yeah. Like, do it. And it's very challenging because you're always going to get tackled. Most plays, even if they go well, will generate, like, 20, maybe 30 yards, which is a great play, but is, like, 
you have to hit like three or four of those in a row. Yeah, yeah, and we never, uh, we never got a touchdown. We never made it to the end of the field in either direction, and, just and because it, it's so incremental. Yeah, and it's like we were completing passes and getting yards, but to get that many yards in four plays is just really feels unfairly hard. And at the end, we were even coordinating. Like we were, yeah, like you were telling me which plays and like which dodges to do to give you the maximum amount of yardage. You still didn't get there, right? Like. So that's a weird mechanic. And if you're on the game pad, you're drawing uh, lines from your players like around the defense. Like, you know, and you have to be pretty quick because once the play starts, like it's in action and you have to think about it like that. I was able to sack you a couple times doing it that way. Yeah. But that did just you actually you... like draw your guys to come try to tackle me? I did. Or... Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, no, cool. I, I made them do you, you that. Blitzed. That was intentional. Uh, but it, that I really only got away with that like once because you were getting used to the controls, right? You know, sure. like that's kind of the only way. You can and really it, get yeah, away it is that. tremendously difficult to actually like draw your guys to defend the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, much like real life, it's very hard to defend a wide receiver. Yeah, because uh, you don't know what direction they're going to run. I believe you. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to do it once and the guy caught a ball over my head and scored a touchdown. Perfect. Um, there you go. It was my experience. Um, but it's, you never feel like you have that much control as the defense, no. except for like, you hope that you get a play that matches what the offense picked. I don't know. It's like, it's that same complaint that you always make about football games is you don't feel like you have much control over it. And it's, that's really the case yeah. in this. Um, it feels like everything's kind of just dictated by an algorithm it of is, like, yeah. okay, the defense didn't pick the same play. And they, so th therefore this will be a 30 yard play yeah. instead of a 20 yard play. Mm -hmm. and, and you're just like, okay, I hope that that works out. It, and like this game is still, I think one of in the better half of the games that we played on, like, on this weirdly, collection. Yeah, I agree. Like I would say, you know, the it's it's baseball, kart racing, football are the okay ones. Yeah, soccer, golf, tennis are kind of meh. Yeah. yeah. Well, soccer. Soccer is the only one that is terrible. That's the only one that's actively terrible. Yeah. The others are just kind of like uninspiring. Golf's yeah. pretty bad. But yeah. 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 It, it's just like like it's cool to see this kind of arcadey approximation of football that really tries to trim the fat out sure similar to the way like that nfl blitz does or something but it is not nearly as you know fun as exciting as nfl blitz no it just it, it feels just a little too confusing a little too like uh lackluster yeah and you honestly like even though this is the most complicated game in this collection i kind of wish it was a little more complicated or like had a little more going for it sure like a sense of you you can't pick running plays in this like no. you're only passing and and so you're because you know football more than any other sport is really about like that play picking and strategy to try and match your opponent yeah. um and there's just not enough of that in here no it's really I, not but that's all there is. That's all the that games that are in there. That is literally all there is. That is this literally is, all there is. Those even six though games. there's six games here, they all feel very underfeatured, and they there's do. no there's no sort of meta game here where you of like you create an avatar at the start, but you don't unlock anything for them. No, you don't customize. You don't you don't need to unlock modes or games or courses or anything like that. Like, it's all a, here. There's a tournament mode for baseball, but I that's don't, just single player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Yeah, so. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our rankings of this game. We're really cruising through. I'm really curious because I don't know. I, I have difficulty ranking these sometimes. Right. It's like, do you want to base it off of the best game in this collection or just like as a whole? I or? think you base it off of the best game because even if a game like this has soccer on it, it's not like that makes the game worse. You by can that just game avoid including. playing that yeah, game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 
I think that the highlight here is baseball. Yeah. And only for, like I said, it, it's a very fun, weird 20 minute to a half hour curio to drop on your friends. Yeah. You might get some fun out of uh, the kart racing or football just as another weird little thing. It's so hard to justify this game's existence, even at the time that it was made. Right. And now it's even harder. Cause you, you get it with uh, being a launch game for the Wii U exclusive, you know. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's like if you bought Wii Sports and one of the golf games, you would have, and, and Mario Kart, you just have a much better version of all of this stuff. For Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm putting this game at number, I think, uh, 42. Ooh. I'm putting it right behind the uh, Wipeout game, the cra- okay. Crash and Create. Which, Edging out uh, Hello Kitty Cruisers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that feels yeah, right to me. Like, right. it was another, the Wipeout game was another sort of weird curio that you're like, yeah, this was kind of like a little better than I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't yeah. want to play it for any extended a period of time. And that's that's where this one lands for me. I, um, and I wish, I, I don't know, I guess this is not a big loss, but like, this game is so devoid of personality. And yeah. like, for it to look so like, cheap and cartoony i wish they had leaned into that more and there was like clouds of dust when football guys like bashed into each other yeah and like literally when you're playing football the linemen just stand next to each other yeah like the, they don't actually run into each other they no. just kind of look at each other it's like huh, what yeah. what are we playing a game yeah exactly and I'm, so it's pretty personalityless. i'm i'm in pretty much the same spot a little lower i'm at number 44 Four, uh, which is also just above Hello Kitty Cruisers, and it's below 007 Legends. I would rather play 007 Legends yeah, for sure. I would. It's too. a game. Yeah, uh, this is not really. This is a weird curio. Yeah, no, there's there's nothing really that's gonna stick with you about this game other Except than that, like, like your weird baseball. corkscrews in baseball. Exactly, that was pretty fun. That's the one thing. That's the one thing. But that is not <laughs> enough to justify this entire game's existence yeah. for me. All right, we have one letter today, uh, and that says, "Hey, Lindsay and co-hosts." Which <laughs> nice. She's gonna, she loves that. Is, 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 she, is this letter from Lindsay? It is not. <laughs> okay. No, but she, she, I told her about it. She nice. loved it. Uh, now that you've gotten your outro music game on lock, it's time to address your glaring lack of unsolicited slash unwanted Gen X or Zelda opinions. My best ah. Zelda memories. One, in middle school, beating the first game without using a sword, impressing only myself. Wow, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, well, hold on. Yeah, beating well, I, the first I wanna, game. I want to think about that for a second. So you get a boomerang. Yeah, you can do it with the boomerang and the bombs. Do you get, can you get the bomb? I guess that's how you do bombs have to be your main weapon, or like you start fighting with the candle? Like you? I, I, yeah, I think you would have to start with bombs and then just kind of like bomb everybody until you get like the bow and arrow, right? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, the bow yeah, and yeah. arrow will help you out. But that is kind of a cool feat. That's like, impressive. I, I bet if you posted that on YouTube, you get some views, man. I'd be curious. I'd be and, curious to see how that happened. And just so I'm clear, too, for the context of this letter, I know he said unsolicited Generation X opinions. Mm-hmm. So this this person is older than us. Uh, I think that would be about right. Like, because we're on the, I'm on the cusp. Yeah. I'm like, I, I hate this term. They're they're starting to call me a geriatric millennial. That's my oh, that's my new designation because okay. I was born in '83. I think I am an official millennial. You're official. You're still, well in the millennial. Yeah, stoop. I still feel yeah. like it's <laughs> yeah. a delicious millennial. Mm, stoop. Delicious millennial. Stoop. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're we're in. We're impressed by your no sword Zelda. All right. Second uh, second Zelda memory in college, trying to impress dorm mates by using the big Goron sword to fight Ganon in Ocarina and wasting everyone's time. <laughs> also hard to do. That thing goes wonky. Like uh, it's hard to swing it uh, to knock the the energy ball back to him. I've tried to do that oh, before okay. too. Yeah, yeah. It's doable, but it's clumsy. So yeah. are you saying that that like? Getting that quest is like a tremendous amount of work, and the reward is actually not all that useful. Oh, it's super useful if you do the game uh, if you do that quest pretty early on because okay. it's going to like devastate some bosses. But uh, on Ganon, it's Ganon. not much good. Okay. 
And then the third one, in my mid-40s, successfully impressing my eight-year-old son by getting every Korok in Breath of the Wild and completing the DLCs on Master Mode. To Woody's point, gaming memories can happen at any age. It's magical. And that is from Vince, and he clarifies, no, not that Vince, the other one. I think there are three of us. Wow. So there you go. We have three Vince we listeners? Got a, we got, a, we got a, a murder of Vince's. That, yeah. That is very impressive. Um, also, all the Koroks. All the Koroks. Yeah, those are very all... Hard. Those are all excellent memories, and it is. I just think it's really cool that like Zelda has persisted in like those three games, which are all great games that yeah. are all very different games. Very different. Like, I actually just started playing Breath of the Wild again. Just booted it up on the Switch because it's been a long time, and uh, it's delightful. And I still have no desire to hunt down all the Koroks because <laughs> there are a thousand of them, and they give you nothing for accomplishing that. It is purely for your own benefit. You don't get any in-game benefits. It is from that. so odd about that game, like how much stuff that's in that game that like doesn't really matter. Because I like definitely spent a lot of time feeling like, all right, I got to solve all these dungeons. I got to get prepared for Ganon, and then I just kind of like very quickly like went through the final dungeon and beat Ganon. And he wasn't very hard. No, no. And I, was I like, mean, oh, I... for for the uh, existential threat that he poses throughout all of those games, he, Ganon's never really all that difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. Uh, well, thank you, Vince, for writing in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, next week, we are going to be back with a game that is on my spreadsheet that I remember what it is. <laughs> that I'm you totally are not in any way stalling to look no up on your phone to remember. That. Oh, boy. Okay, so it is not going to be Mighty Number no. 8. It's not going to be Mighty Number no. 10. It is going to be Mighty Number no. 9. That's the game we're playing. Yeah, yeah. So, Do you know why uh, Mighty Number no. 9 was afraid of 7? Uh, because mighty number seven, eight, nine. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> sure, you nailed it. Where is, did we keep the, the 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 structure of that bit? I think so. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and do a, a, a replay on that to make sure. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. Every- do a coach's challenge. <laughs> Coach, for- there we go. Have, have that bit be overruled. The sports center is going to bring this up right now. Yeah. Bringing it all back. ESPN. Exactly. Uh, extra sports person now. That's me. All right, everybody. We will see you next week for Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, home run. Sports go sports. I promise. I really, totally care who wins. If there's a net or a hoop or a hole in the ground, I hope they get it. If they want to go to all the bases, I hope they do. If they're supposed to run past a line or whatever, I hope they do that too. Sports go sports. May they top their opponents numerically in the allotted time. Let's they disenfranchise their audience and see their revenues decline. May the partakers be sturdy and rapid in the spirited energies they exert. May they be victorious and